What's up, everybody? This is Judith A. Cope. You're listening to Mad Love. Good morning to you. How you doing? Oh, man. I gotta be honest. I have seen Will Smith slap Chris Rock, what, a hundred times? The violence of it is still real and preposterous. And I read his uh, his apology to Chris. And I read Chris Rock's statement that he stepped over the line. And, you know, I respect that. But you know, in the moment, it would have been nice to see more because we didn't see that then. We didn't see it that night. And it is kind of appalling that Will Smith was allowed to stay in the stay in the uh, uh, whatever that place is. I can't think of it to stay in the studio. I was getting ready to call it the arena, the arena or wherever to stay in the venue. And then people applauded when he won like he, he didn't just slap someone very strange and it just lets you know people don't know what to do you know like that they really had no idea how to process any of that and then they all went and talked about them behind their backs (laughs) but you know (laughs) that was really one of the most insane things I've ever seen um and gosh you know this is a this has been kind of a crazy time but you know Will makes me believe there is such a thing as male menopause. These are the things you make. These are the mistakes you make when you're early in your career and, and you know, you haven't built a brand or a legacy. Doing this stuff at our age is like, what the hell is wrong with you? Chris Rock is just shy of 60 and Will is in his early 50s. Like, what are you? What Y'all are grown old ass men. What are you doing? And again, that was a low vibration joke. But it wasn't worth that, you know, wasn't bring a gun to a knife fight type of thing. It was bring a gun to a knife fight. uh, Will's response, that was just over the top and way too much. And it overshadowed a lot of really interesting things that happened that night in terms of wins, historic wins, including his. So, but thankfully... Albert Pujols is back in St. Louis, where he belongs, and that this is the best place for him to end his career. I read somewhere where it was just for the fans, but it was for him, too. You know, I never bought that BS reason when he left 10 years ago. Oh, I'm leaving. Uh, it's not for the money. And I'm like, it's totally for the money. Just say it's for the money. If someone would pay me $200 million to do something, I would probably do it, depending on what it is. If it's something I'm good at and I love to do, hell yeah. See you later. See you, suckers. I'd take that money. You know, but just say that. Don't pretend that you're offended or don't pretend like they're not uh, offering you enough money. St. Louis didn't have that kind of money. They're cheap, but they didn't have that kind of money. And they couldn't keep Yachty and Wayne Wright and all the other people they would need to keep, too. You know? So this is going to be great. I think all three of them will probably be done after this season. So it'll be very cool to watch them uh, right off into the sunset. Ideally, it would be great if they won uh, another ring together, but you never know. I might be asking for too much. I remember both Yachty and Albert as 22 and 23-year-olds. And that's back when I had time and I watched a lot of baseball. And, And he is... By far, if if Albert didn't have that accent and played in New York, if he were a Yankee, they would never stop talking about him. He was by far one of the best 
modern era hitters you've ever seen, ever seen. He was amazing. And I watched a lot of hours of him playing baseball. Very, very good baseball player. Um, And I just wish he lived in another city or, well, not that he lived in another city. I wish that he played for a bigger brand because people who cover baseball only like the Yankees, the Dodgers, and the Red Sox. And then they try to push the Cubs in there, but the Cubs are very seldom good. So it's like if he had played for one of those bigger media markets, they would be shoving him down our throats constantly. But like Bob Gibson and uh, Stan Musial and all the great Cardinals, you hardly ever hear about them on a national stage. Ozzie Smith, we've had some great baseball players here. And, you know, we celebrate them and like the national media ignores them. So welcome home, Albert. It was great to see him reuniting with uh, Wayne Wright and Yachty and just what he'll be able to bring to the young players is almost like a coach, you know. So I'm excited about that. He he was one of my favorite players. I worked at uh, WashU for 11 years. I had one thing on on my off. I didn't really have an office, but I had a workspace. And the one thing I had on my workspace is a picture of Albert Pujols. That bad. I'm a fan. So, um, but I don't like baseball. I only like the Cardinals, so I didn't really follow anything after he left. <laughs> it's like, Albert just signed with, oh, okay. You know, so, but anyway, here's to hoping that uh, decency and honesty and courage and bravery and accountability make a giant roaring comeback. Um I just feel like we need a, a just a, a wave of of common sense to wash over us and uh, not only America, but the world, but especially America. I mean, it feels like the pressures or something it's like getting to us. We are not being our best. And uh, you can look across every every venue, you every scenario, you know, now like Hollywood, like. That's a night where you they basically praise themselves for being so great. And then it's like got to be marred by by violence and like weirdness. That was just truly one of the weirdest things ever. I can't imagine how I would have reacted to it watching it live. Um, and, you know, like I said, I I read a lot about it. So I saw it multiple times and, you know, um, it's just sad because those are two guys that should be getting along, you know, two uh, black men who fared very, very well in a very tough industry. Um, and uh, yeah, that sucks. I, I, I hope their apologies. It sounds like something uh, PR people came up with, but I hope their apologies are sincere to one another. And I, and I hope that they actually do become better people from this. Um, yes, it was a low vibration joke. Uh, and yes, Will overreacted, completely overreacted. That is not how you uh, resolve any issue. You're trying to tell me you can't meet him at the curtain when he's finished talking and presenting and be like, yeah, what the hell was that? Yeah, there was an opportunity to do all of that different. Um, and with no witnesses. <laughs> I don't understand people like these days. Nobody's into discretion. Everybody wants you to see them. 
that was a fucking felony. Do you understand? Like that, well, maybe not a felony, but like that was a crime. I don't, I don't, I'm not a hundred percent sure on the law, but uh, that was an assault. And if he was just Will the bus driver, he would have spent the night in jail. All that many, all the witnesses, yeah, he's and Max the shit out of this dude. It was unprovoked. Da da da. Yeah, you know the routine. Same with Kanye. If Kanye was a bus driver, he'd be in total jail. He'd have restraining orders against him. People be like, "Yep, we're about to, we gotta lock him up. He seems unhinged." You know, I just I don't get it. For him to be able to stay in in the in the theater and and like let the rest of the night go, like shame on the Oscar people too. Like man, people, it just lets you know that there is such a thing as male privilege. People keep trying to make it all about race, but that is that shows you privilege, male privilege and wealth privilege. Because I guarantee you, when you go to the quick trip tomorrow and you feel away and and you just feel like smacking the shit out of the cashier, you're going to jail. <laughs> you go, you gonna somebody gonna have to post bail for you. You're gonna spend a night in the clink. So yeah. The rules are different. The rules are different. And just because you were shocked and surprised uh, doesn't mean you shouldn't enforce the rules. My goodness. But yeah, so Albert's back. I'm still like over, just completely amazed at what I saw. And then you keep seeing it over and over again. And then at some point, I was really busy, but but at some point in the evening, I realized that that Playboy Secrets thing was on. And barf. I mean, he was still like giving people drugs and knocking them out cold. This is Hefner. When he was in his 80s. My God. It gave these girls chlamydia. Like, good Lord. I had to turn the TV. I was like, this is too much. I have processed a lot of uh, stuff in one day. A lot of grown man violence. And it was a lot. Yikes. Can you imagine being 19 and getting chlamydia from Hugh Hefner, who's in his 80s? Ugh, sounds like the plot of a horror movie. Mm, We live in interesting times. And how this man just sort of like, you know, it became a part of the cultural lexicon. So it's hard to explain to younger people who would be like, how did this keep happening? Like, how do people just let the... He his brand became so big and people just looked the other way. And it was boys behaving badly. And, you know, it was just one obviously giant uh, sex den where anything goes and nobody was going to say anything. Lord have mercy. Ugh. Anyway... Hope everybody's doing well. I'm doing well. We're having a nice surge of listeners here. Thank you so much. We're also having a surge of renters on Turo. Um, I really appreciate it. I'm going to go look at some more cars. I have been floating the idea of uh, having people invest in portfolios of cars that we can rent out. And I'm going to split them between Turo and and my own company. Um, When I find more time, I'm going to 
get back to pursuing my own venue and be able to rent cars uh, independently of Turo. But right now, Turo works okay. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's just been really incredible. Like I said, I was a little annoyed yesterday. You know, if you got an issue with the car, we've been in constant communication. Bring it to me. Don't put it in the review. Like, I don't like that at all. Um, and I'm going to adjust the number. I think I, well, yeah, I think my assessment yesterday was right. Most of the renters are fantastic. They're easy to work with. Uh, they appreciate the extra effort. I'm not a company. I'm out here cleaning and washing cars, uh, servicing them, paying for all the stuff myself. And it's quite an expenditure. So my next play is going to be, uh, getting newer cars. I think newer cars on the platform would be, um, there's got to be a sweet spot, you know, where you're actually making money. And I'd love to just flat out own some of the cars uh, and then be building profit from there. Uh, so we'll see. I know there's a way to be successful at this, more successful, because I feel like my business is successful. It's just um, I'd like to make it more profitable. And I got to have an exit strategy for some of the car. Like my one car is just, I mean... I did the 65,000 mile checkup, I think, in January. And now I'm going to have to do the 75. Like, people are driving the crap out of it. And it's actually driving great. It feels like it was designed to be driven like that. And so, um, just maintenance, you know, that's the thing. So, we'll see. I got some ideas. Uh, anybody interested, just reach out. Let's talk. Let's chop it up. I uh, do think we just need more cars. And I... Turo will allow me to rent your car out if you have a vehicle that you don't uh, want to use. And we can make a negotiation and I'll I'll do the work and split the money with you. So, yeah, let's just keep growing. I'm still a filmmaker, but I believe in multiple income streams. I think that's the only way to be wealthy in America. Uh, if you're just counting on your job, as soon as your job goes away, then you don't have any money. And I, that is never going to be me. I just cannot live worrying and thinking in my 80s, like, I'm going to pay for things. I've done that for a long time in my life, and I'm not going to do it ever again. So, let's go. Have an amazing day. Be your best. Thanks for listening.